November 8th, 2023. We're in Masechet Bava Kaman Daf Aleph. If you count from the t- bottom of the Amud up, it's eight lines up, the first word on the line. It says the Gemara, Ela Tolada Deregel Keregel. If you recall, the Gemara is in the context of trying to determine when Rav Papa said that sometimes Todotein Kayosebahim, but other times Todotein Lav Kayosebahim, what was he talking about? Which Toledot, which subcategories of those primary four categories of Nizikin are Lav Kayosebahim? We talked about Regel, we talked about Shem, we talked about Keren, and in each of those it appeared as if Todotein Kayosebahim. And in turn, as we concluded that conversation, it says, Ela Toledadiregel Keregel, it appeared as if Regel, the last of the three categories of Shor, is identical to the Av of Regel. And in turn, what was Rav Papa referring to when he said Toldotehen Lav Kayosebein? Sometimes. He must have been referring to the subcategory of Bor. Says the Gemara, Tolada de Bor Mainihu. What is the Tolada of Bor? What is the subcategory of Bor? Uh, which we read about in the Mishnah. So in other words, uh, the Pasuk and the Torah were familiar with. But the specifics, what is the Toleda of Bor, which might in turn not be identical, might be different than its Av, Bor, answers the Gemara Ilema, perhaps you'll say, Av Asara Toleda Tisha. Maybe the circumstance of the Av is where the pit is ten tefahim, and the Toleda is when the pit is nine tefahim. A tefah is the size of a fist or so, um, and for some reason or another, the Gemara assumes that the Av would be 10, and the Toledah would be less than 10. We designate that with the number 9. Says the Gemara, where'd you come up with such numbers? Lo Says the Gemara, neither one of those are in the Pasuk and the Torah. The Pasuk and the Torah describes, and we'll read it in greater detail as we go along, but the Pasuk and the Torah describes how if an animal falls into a boar, well, the responsibility is, uh, well, you could read it from the side, Shemot perek hafalf pasuk lamedalet, ba'al habor yeshalem, kesef yashiv live'alav, ve'hamet yehiyelo. There's no reference of the size, the depth of the pit. There's just a reference to if there's death to the animal in the pit, the owner of the pit has to pay for that. And in turn, the dead body, Yehiyelo, belongs to the owner of the pit. But there's no reference to the number, and in order for this to be an Av, it needs to be Mifurash in the Torah. There's no, the, depth of the, the depth. We know that there is a pit, so if you're going to tell me that it's a pit, uh, so that 9 is identical to 10, that's also the Av. We don't have a Toleda. Torah just says a pit. Answers the Gemara, Ha La Kashya, this is not difficult. I'll tell you where I came up with that number 10 as the depth of the pit in order to be the Av. Quote, That pasuk which I just read to you says in it, not only if there's damage to the animal, the pasuk specifically says, the dead body, the corpse of that animal, belongs to the owner of the pit. Vikim lehul rabbanan and the hachamim. Certainly, the Torah's hidush is that the owner of the pit gets to keep that dead body, but the value of the animal when it was alive goes to the owner. That's the halacha. Who gets the corpse? The owner of the pit. Who gets the money that was the living animal of that? Uh, goes to the owner. Of the, goes to the original owner. So to speak. I mean, he he's getting the dead corpse. What's that? What about the penalty? 
Which penalty? So he's the owner of the pit. That means that the, the animal fell into the pit and died. Yes. He's paying the full value of what the animal was when it was alive. Yeah, he's, so there's no penalty for... for no beyond penalty. No. He's just paying Nizikim. Oh. Just oh. paying Nizik. So that's uh, getting off... His, 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 like a, a basic transaction. I mean, nezik is such. It's I mean, in other words, it's it's. I guess you call it transactional. Nezik is. A, don't don't think it's not asur as we discussed. No, but ultimately that. speaking, in terms of your obligations, we don't go beyond that. But anyways, it says the Gemara. Where did I come up with this number ten? It's because the Torah talks in context about the corpse of the animal, which means that the pit that we're referring to is a pit where it would be normal for an animal or typical for an animal to die. V'kim lehul rabbanan, and there's a tradition amongst the hachamim, that be'asara avdan mita, tish'a nizikin avdeh mita la avdeh. The tradition of the hachamim is that the typical nature of a pit in terms of death is that asara tefahim would cause death. And nine tefahim, meaning anything less than ten tefahim, it's typical and normal that there'll be damages, that's nizikim, but there wouldn't be death. What if there is death when it's less than ten tefahim? We assume something else caused that, whatever the mitigating circumstances are. But it means fundamentally for our purposes over here then, the Gemara has established the Av would be Asara, and the Toledah would be Tisha'a. But wait a second, we're talking about nizikim, we're not talking about mitah. From the fact that the Torah describes Nizikim within the context of if there's death, seems to designate and make clear to us the Av is in a pit where there could be death. Now, Rashi has two nuanced ways of reading this, but ultimately speaking, that's the, that's the source over here. The Pasuk in the Torah, which describes the Nezik, which is caused, the damage which is caused from the pit, has a reference to a death of an animal. For what reason? You can damage an animal without killing it. It must be that the Av is Be'asara. Says the Gemara, but maybe not. Sof, sof. Perhaps we could nonetheless suggest easily that the Torah indeed does refer to the pit in the context of death. That would be if you cause the death to the animal that fell in. But furthermore, the Pasuk describes you pay the money to the original owner. And if you're paying money to the original owner, the assumption is that's not only in a death situation, right? In other words, ultimately speaking, we'll read in Rashi these two approaches that I referred to a moment ago. Ultimately speaking, we can suggest they're both avot. What do I mean they're both avot? Both the pit which is asara tefahim and the pit which is tish'a tefahim would be considered the category of bor. How so? Different types of nezek with regards to bor. There's nezek with regards to death. That would be asara. There's nezek, which is with regard to damages. It just brought forth damage. That would be less than 10. How did you find both in the pasuk? Again, the pasuk in the Torah that we just read is ba'al habor yeshalem kesef yashiv leve'alav ve'hamet yehielo. Sounds like the pasuk, as we mentioned earlier, specifically and only talking about when there is the depth of death. Take a look at Rashi. Vezeav lenizikim di'im nafal shor bebor tish'a umet patur ba'al habor. Alright, from the death in a situation, if it fell into a pit, which is nine tefahim deep, in such a circumstance for the death, not for damages, the owner of the pit is not liable. Why is he not liable? Because we assume that the death 
came from some other cause, not from the pit. That's the kim luhul rabbanan. Vim huzak, but the damage that might might happen as a result of falling in. Hayav. Ve'avhu. This is an av, the nizikin in a bor, which is pahot me'asara. The damage is in a pit, which is less than 10 to fahim deep. Why so? Uh, says Rashi, midiyuka dikra nafka. We'll learn this from a dikduk, from a careful reading in the pasuk. Midikhti, from the fact that the pasuk says, vehameti hiyelo, the end of the pasuk talks about a death, the corpse of the animal going to the owner of the pit. Where they Demash- nine and ten? Kim says the Gemara. That's a tradition amidst the Hakamim that ten is the depth for death in a pit in a typical fashion. How'd they come up with that? You ask them scientifically or tradition? No, sorry, that's, it's, it's a that's a Masoret. Um, so says Rashi, how did I come up with an avlinizikim midikhti vehameti yelo demashma' bor asara davar makdibar maktilhu hayav bimitatashor habisir mehache bimitala hayav habinizikin mithayev. Rashi's first interpretation is from the fact that the pasuk ends off vehameti yelo, that's telling you in a situation if there's death. Uh, understanding is if there's not death, not that you're not liable, it's just that you're not going to be liable for the same penalty as death. Lishna aharina, alternatively, says Rashi, it's not just from those final words again, vehamet yehielo in the pasuk, which tells me when there's a mitah, here's the liability. Lishna aharina, other interpretation of Rashi, sof zof ze'av lemitah ze'av lenezikin, dechihechi de nafkalan mikera, bor asara lemitah, nafkalan bor tishan lenezikin, dechtiv venafal sham mashor o hamor, mashma ben met u ben huzak ba'al habor yeshalem. In short, what Rashi writes in the continued words is a different interpretation. It's that the first pasuk which describes what happened doesn't mention death. It says that the animal fell there. Pause for a second. What do you think happened? I'm not sure what happened. It could have either been death or just damage. The continued words in the Pasuk say, if it died there, then here's the liability. The understanding being that the first part of the Pasuk is referring to specifically where there was even Nizikim. It's the final part of the Pasuk which refers to death. And that's how Rashi has it. So again, either way you go in terms of the Diktuk in the Pasuk, ultimately speaking, we have an Av for Mita, which would be a Bor Asara, and we have an Av Lenizikim, which would be a Bor Tisha. So back again in the Gemara. So says the Gemara. Sorry, so it goes by death, meaning even if it's a Bor of 10 feet, or 10 Tefahim, tefahim and the animal doesn't die for yes. reason. Goes, that's an ezekim. I mean, that's an I mean you're not going to make the person liable for death if there wasn't right. death. So but it's death. It, but it goes the other way again. Is if it's a bor tisha, it's nine tefachim, and it does die. It's just nezikim because we assume that the death was not caused from the depth Good. of the omek habor. So says the Gemara again. So let's just read this through one more time. Says the Gemara. Uh, the pasuk never says any of these numbers. There's no difficulty. Six lines from the bottom. Quote: The pasuk says, and the dead body is his. The Torah says, and this is masore to the hachamim. That ten tefahim brings forth death. 
nine tefachim brings forth damages. Says the Gemara, mitala avdeh, only brings damages, not death. Sof, 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 sof means ultimately speaking, at the end of the day, ze'av lemita, I'm not going to therefore say that the asara and tisha is av and tolada, I might instead say the asara, the ten tefachim is av lemita, for death, and you'll have full liability. If it's less than 10, you'll have liability as if it was damage. And when it does damage, how do you derive that again? The two Lishonot in Rashi. But ultimately speaking, the Pasuk is open to not only death, but to damages as well. So we're stuck. Again, back in the context now, we're trying to figure out and we're suggesting that the Toleda of, of Bor might be the Lav Kayosebo. Oh, if that's the case, what is a Toledah of Bor? Suggest the Gemara, the circumstance is, the circumstance is specifically of Bor Toledah is Avno Sakino Umasao Shenihan Bereshut Rabim Veheziko. You left a rock, you left a, a Sakin as a knife, you left a burden as a masa, whatever it is. You left it bereshut harabim in a public area. Vehiziku. Why is the public area necessary? Because that's the definition of bor. Bor is something which is bringing forth damage in a public area. So the suggestion of the Gemara is another type of bor is one in which you didn't dig something, but you left your property out in a public area and it brought forth damage. Why is it not the Av? Well, we'll discuss in a moment. An Av, at the very least, is when you dug something. Over here, you didn't dig something. You left something. Your knife, your rock, your burden. All right, so that's my Toledah. So, so, so again, when it comes to the board, it's if you dug this board? Or the Torah the talks about... So again, the Torah talks about board when you dug it and it's in Rashut Rabim. Bor is not on your property. Uh-huh. Because if it's on your property, you're not liable. Uh, you came onto my property and you got hurt, I'm not liable. Specifically, I did it in a public area. Uh, now, the Torah talks about digging it. What if I didn't dig it? I just left something there. I was suggesting that's going to be my Toledah. So I was going to hold it, hold, hold it up over there. What's the specific circumstance? How do I understand this? Now, you have to understand that it's going to be dependent on some calculations. Hechidame, says the Gemara, meaning what's the case? What's the case of this... Uh, items which are left in the public thoroughfare and they damaged. What if you were mafkir, meaning you made those items ownerless? What does it mean you made them ownerless? I had a rock, I had a, a, a knife, I had whatever, and I left it out in a public area. And then I say, I'm not taking possession of this any longer. Now, in such a circumstance, says the Gemara, we'll have to figure out who these opinions are. Ben lerav ben Shimuel haynu bor. Whether you have the opinion of Rab or Shemuel, we're going to define those in a moment, but those opinions we'll see much later in the Gemara and Daf Mimtet, much later, much later on. But let's just define the words first and then see those opinions quickly. So again, says the Gemara, whether you follow the opinion of Rab or Shemuel, that is bor. What do I mean that is bor? If I left my item out in a public area, that's not a toleda of bor. Why? Because the Torah talks about digging it and over here you left something. That's the same thing. It's hefker. By definition, I walk onto Avenue J, onto Avenue U, onto Ocean Parkway, and I build and I dig a ditch in such a circumstance that's hefker. I don't take any possession over it, and nonetheless, I'm liable. It's the exact same thing in these situations. You left these things over there, you were mafkir them, so you deemed the them ownerless. It is hefker. 
all bore of the Torah is hefker. Even if it's ten. Even if it's ten, bore by definition is hefker. That is bore. So as a result, says the Gemara, why is this any different? Uh, so you left your items, you were mafkir them. That is bore. That's not a toleda, but that is bore. You're going to tell me the Torah says, for example, shore, an ox, and uh, it wasn't my ox, it was my dog. So as a result of that's a toleda, that's the ahav, that's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's a different, okay, but it's the exact same thing fundamentally. So you can't tell me that's the toleda, and we're still stuck. We were suggesting maybe the toleda of bore is lav kayotzebo, but that this isn't even a toleda. I can't define what the toleda is. Says the Gemara at the top of Bet. What if I left those items out in Rishut Rabim and I was not mafkir them? Meaning, I kept possession of them. I was walking in the street and I took off my knapsack and I put it on the ground. And you came by and tripped on it. Your dog came by and tripped on it and hurt itself. What's the halakha in such a circumstance? Now, it wasn't hefkeh, leaving my bag out on the street. I didn't make it hefkeh. That's not bore. So what is that in such a, such a situation? I left. Avno sakino masao. Again, I'm, I'm walking. I leave my suitcase. There's the best example. In the, in the airport. I leave my suitcase on the floor. Someone comes by. Something comes by and hurts itself. What's the liability? I'm certainly liable, but it's in Shutra Bim. Okay, still liable. Did you make it hefkeh? Of course not. It's my suitcase. What's your liability? It's not bore because it's not hefkeh. So then what is my liability? Over there, there's a mahlok. It's a mahlok between Rav and Shemuel, what the halakha is. Ile Shemuel da'amar kula mi boro lamadnu haynu bor. Vile Rav da'amar kula mi shoro lamadnu haynu shor. So the Gemara says that that's really a mahlok between Rav and Shemuel, whether it'll be considered bor or shor. Uh, ultimately speaking, it's one of those two avot. It's either bor or it's shor. The Gemara later on questions, what is the definition of nizikin in general? The standard nizik which a person incurs or a person causes and in turn has the liability. Where is it learned from? Is it learned from bor or is it learned from shor? But that being the case, whether it's rav or shemuel, it's either going to be bor or shor. If it's shor, my shina bor shekent hilat asiato lenezek umamon chaush mirato alecha hanenamet hilat asiata lenezek umamon chaush miratan alecha. Uh, says the Gemara, why if I maintain that this is bore? Again, I left my suitcase in this in this Rishut Rabim, someone comes and trips over it, that's considered bore even though I wasn't mafkir. What's the difference? So because it's hefkir or not hefkir, that's going to make a difference. Ultimately speaking, the defining characteristic, remember the words of defining characteristic, what was the defining characteristic of shen? It was Hana'a. What's the defining characteristic of Regel? Hezekom Matsui. What's the defining characteristic of Bor? We're finding out over here. Tehilat Asiatol The place in which it was made is for and from its onset going to cause damage. A pit, an uh, obstacle in Rashut Rabim will cause Nezek. As a result, there's no reason to distinguish between this and the other, um, it has tehilat asiyato lenezek, it has mamoncha, it's your, your financial uh, uh, ownership, ushmiratana alech, and it's your responsibility to safeguard it. Ela toledav de bor, ke bor. Rather, we have to suggest, therefore, that the toledav bor is bor. Vechika marav papa, a toledav de mav'eh. So maybe instead, We'll have to suggest that Rav Papa's statement is on Toleda of Mav'eh. Let's just briefly summarize what we had then so far. We had Shin, we had Kerin, we had Regil. All of those we established are Toldotehen Kayosebayan. We determined, we defined what the Toleda of each of them were. We got into Bor. 
we said it may be mbor, it's todoten laf kayotze bayim. Maybe the subcategory isn't identical to the category. So the Gemara says, no, it can't be. First and foremost, what is the toleda of bor? We weren't certain. Maybe it's nine as opposed to ten, both av. Then we said maybe it's uh, when you left your item out in a public area. If you were mafkirit, that's not a toleda, that is bor. Or rather, perhaps it's when you were not mafkirit, according to one opinion, that'll be considered the toleda of bor. But what's the difference between that and the av? Ultimately speaking, it's tehilat asiyato lemezik. Its initial construction is to cause damage, does cause damage. Ushmirato alecha mamoncha. It's your possession, and you're responsible for safeguarding it. So we again cannot and have not found when Rav Papa said sometimes todotehen lav kayotzebahen. What was he talking about? It's not even bor. With identical in terms of definition and in turn in terms of uh, laws of bor. Ela mechika amar Papa. Atoleda de It must be that the statement of Rav Papav Todoten Lav Kayosebayan was talking about Mav'e. What is Mav'e? When we saw in our Mishnah, Hashor, Habor, Hamav'e, Vehahev'er. We knew what the first two were. We even know what the fourth one is. It means fire. What's Mav'e? Says the Gemara, Mainihu. What is Mav'e? Ili Shmuel da Mar Mav'e Zoshen, Haukimna, Toleda de Shen Keshen. Says the Gemara, well, we will see later on in full detail a mahlok and a dispute between Rav and Shemuel about the definition of Mav'e. Well, the two pin- opinions are the first opinion is Shemuel. Shemuel says Mav'e means Shem. Well, what do we know about Shem? We know Toldoten Kayosebahim when it comes to Shem. We established that in the Gemara already. Uh, so, what about according to the other opinion, according to Rav, that Mav'e is Adam? According to that opinion, maybe that's where I found my Toldoten Lav Kayosebahim. Again, what the Gemara is suggesting is that if it's Mav'e and it's Shem, so it's Toldoten Kayosebahim, we already established that. Maybe Mav'e is Adam. It's a human being who damages another, damages the property of another person. What's the av and what's the toledah of Adam? Well, that's what we need to establish now. So again, that we up to our next stage in terms of those avot of the Mishnah, hashor, habor, hamav'eh, but we establish if mav'eh well, we know kayotzebayim. What about if it's Adam? So we have to ask the same type of question. What's the av and what's the toledah? What's the prime category of Adam? And what would be the subcategory of Adam? Maybe the circumstance of av of an Adam, the main category of a human being is when he's awake, and the toleda is when he's sleeping. Now that would be the category and subcategory. Says the Gemara, I don't think so. And the Mishnah will say later on for us in Masechet Bava Kama that a person is mu'ad, he pays full damages, whether he's awake or sleeping, which means to say, at the very least, when he's sleeping, it's the same as when he's awake. This is what Tosafot points out. Does that mean that when you're sleeping is an av? Not necessarily. That might be the toleda. But at the very least, we haven't found the, uh, the circumstance of toldoten lav kayotzebay. And our whole objective in this Gemara is to find the case where, as Rav said, sometimes toldoten lav kayotzebay. Uh, so maybe the case is Adam. 
Well, listen, when he's yashin, when he's sleeping, even if you're going to tell me that's toleda for some reason, different than the av, I at the very least know explicitly from the Mishnah it has the same status as when he's awake. Whether you're awake or sleeping, the hayuv is the same if you damage another. Ela akiho says the Gemara, rather maybe the toleda of a human being is kiho which means to say the phlegm or mucus of a person. If a person spreads his phlegm or, or mucus, saliva instead of phlegm, all right, saliva really damages, I think mucus is better, all right, I mean phlegm, but same idea. Uh, so again, if a person spreads that, saliva or mucus, I said phlegm or mucus, okay, regardless, if a person spreads that and that damages, maybe that's the toleda of Adam, what's the circumstance, we're back to the same type of question, so you're telling me the toleda of Adam is kihovenio'o, the kihovenio'o, the phlegm or the mucus, well what's the circumstance, I have to establish what the circumstance is, and in turn, to determine whether it's going to be tototein kayotzebahin or not, as says the Gemara ibahadedek as le kamizke kohohava, and perhaps the case is that a person spreads their mucus or their phlegm, and as they spread it, it damages. What's the case? A person spits. A person rubs their nose in a way that the mucus or phlegm goes and damages another. What's that? That's koho. That's an exact extension of the person, and as a result... Uh, maybe it, uh, it went into another person's eye and it uh, damages their eye. So says the Gemara, that's koho, and in such a circumstance, there's no question that you wouldn't distinguish that from the Av. So the Gemara then is in the midst of, and we'll pause over here, is in the midst of trying to determine what is the Toledav Adam. The Gemara says one more time, we're up to Mav'e. Maybe the Tototein Lav Kayotzebahin is with regards to Mav'e. Oh, wait a second, there's two opinions. If Mav'e is Shin, so then it's certainly Kayotzebahin as we established in the Gemara. Maybe it's Adam. Well, what is the Toledav Adam? If it's when he's Yashin, so we know Adam Mu'ad Le'olam. Maybe it's Kihovenio. Well, we now need to deal with the details with regards to Kihovenio, his phlegm and his mucus. If it's as it's going, it damages. That would be the example. It lands on a person, damages them in such a fashion. Well, that's Koho. That's a direct extension. If it's that it already rested, okay, we'll continue with that next time. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.